Hello, welcome to Table Talk. I'm your host, Alvis Williams, and I just want to thank you guys uh, for all your continuous support, all of your love uh, on various and different social media platforms. I just want to say I just thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Um, Today, I have a special recording that I actually uploaded from many years ago when I was attending Kingsgate Church in a national in Richmond County, North Carolina. It was a young man uh, in the faith that uh, just got ordained and um, just was very passionate uh, and still is, you know, passionate about the Lord. Uh, since then, I've learned a lot, uh, but I just want to give honor where honor is due. I want to thank Apostle Eddie McLean uh, and Jenny McLean and all of those who are at Kingsgate, my extended family in Richmond County, North Carolina. I truly love you guys. Um, and this is just a word that is entitled the relevancy of God's word. Um, like I said, it was many years ago, but it just blessed me. Um, just a few days I was listening to it. So I decided to upload it. Um, thank you guys for your listening. Like I said, thank you for all your support. And I just, just believe that this will be a blessing to you today. Uh, thank you and God bless. Have a good one. Welcome. Kingsgate Church International is an apostolic multicultural church. We are committed to transforming lives and empowering people through anointed biblical preaching and teaching. Now come join us as we listen to God's Word. Thank you, Pastor Bill Wilson, for this word. How many of you know that when we clap our hands, uh, a lot of times we don't understand why we do certain things. We just really don't have an understanding sometimes of why we do certain things. I think a lot of times we do that um, because we don't have an understanding of that thing. In general, we just have no understanding of it. Um, but I've learned that, um, that my excitement uh, and my enthusiasm is not an excuse for my ignorance. Bless you, man. Is that good? I just... Uh, but a lot of times we don't understand why we do certain things. Uh, let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. Uh, we clap our hands. Why do I clap my hands? Uh, the clapping of my hand is the indication of God telling God that God is covenant. See, see, long time ago, whenever you made a bond, you, you sealed that bond with the handshake. That's right. So, 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 so when I clap my hands, clap my hands is reminding God of the covenant. And the very blessings, everything that he said is mine. Everything that he's spoken in my life before the beginning of time. It lets me know when I clap my hands, I remind God. David said this. He said, clap your hands, O ye people, and shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. So when I clap my hands, it just reminds God of the covenant mm, that he is establishing in my life. Do you believe it? Uh, Father, I thank you. First of all, before we get started tonight... I just want to give thanks to the Lord, who is the center of my life. I thank Christ Jesus, my Lord, who has empowered me and counted me faithful by putting me into the ministry of Christ Jesus. Secondly, I just want to thank Apostle Eddie and Pastor Jenny for uh, allowing me the privilege 
And the opportunity to bring forth the word of God is not taken lightly, neither is it counted for granted. I am grateful to be called a son. I mean, that you're grateful to be called the son. If you want, if you want to be exalted, if you want God to exalt you, get up under authority. Why the Bible, the Bible tells us this, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Uh, when I humble myself under the mighty hand of God, the hand of God that's so an apostle's life begins to exalt me. Listen, somebody, somebody say obedience is not easy. Uh, come on, sometimes you're going to encounter struggle. Sometimes you're going to encounter pain. But watch this, pain is not your enemy. It's the proof that you have one. Do you believe it? Listen, in struggle, is this the indication, listen, that the, that the game is not over. Somebody say, it's not over. Even the fat lady is singing, and it's not over. The checker flag is being waved, but what? it's not over. <laughs> See, so, so, so we, we have to understand why, because it's not over until God says it's over. Amen? It's, it's not over until he says it's over. And sometimes, listen, God takes you through various times. He takes you through various things and brings you into various places. But watch this. Problems are accidents to move you from one place to another. Without coincidence. I mean, you believe it? Problems are accidents to move you from one place to another. Without coincidence. Ah. But I just, I, I just, I thank God tonight, and I believe that he has downloaded something in my spirit that even, watch this, my mind can't even comprehend. He's downloaded, listen, there's some things that heaven will download in your spirit that your mind can, cannot even comprehend. Well, we just live in Richmond County, we're making $8 an hour. But your spirit says you're going to own that, that million dollar business one day. Well, well, my mind tells me I'm sick in my body. My grandma died from cancer. Her grandma died from cancer. But, but your spirit tells you that by his stripes you're healed. Yes. Man, I'm telling you. But I thank God tonight. And I just want to thank my wife for uh, always praying for me. Thank you guys for always praying for me. And uh, just, just always encouraging me. Um, you know, we understand that the Bible says and David came discouraged that he encouraged himself in the Lord. But there's times that you need encouragement from the body. Yes. Come on now. I'm not just a That's member right. of a church. That's right. I'm a member of a body. That's right. A living organism. Amen. Uh, and, and sometimes you need encouragement. And I thank God. I thank God for men and women of God at King's Gate that have encouraged my life, that have uh, corrected me when I need to be corrected. That have stood by me. I thank God for my wife always supporting me. I mean, know that uh, who he who finds a wife finds a good thing. That's right. And obtains favor yes, yes, from yes. the Lord. Yes. When I found her, I found. Favor. Ah, y'all, y'all. You see, and obtains favor from the Lord. So, so what is that? What is that Somebody told me when I said, Alvin, you stand before people. Don't, don't call your wife, baby. I said, why not? The world call their wives, baby. And they got more than one in some cases. Come on now. He said, listen, he said, love her as Christ loved the church. The church is Christ's baby. So that means she must be. Oh, come on, Jay. <laughs> come on, Jay. I'm done. Let me stop messing around, man. I just, 
Yeah. <laughs> I thank God tonight, man. Um, thank God for being a part of um, Kingsgate Church and being called a son. If you got your Bibles, I want you to go to Psalms 139. And I'm not going to keep you long. The Holy Ghost might, but I'm not. Four hours ain't long. <laughs> Messing with you. Psalms 139, we get this amen. Starting at verse 1, let's stand to your feet for the reading of the word of God. The Bible says that when they read the word, they stood. I like standing when I read God's word. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You have known my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to the heaven, Lord, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell into the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall uphold me. If I say surely the darkness shall fall on me, even night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you, for you, are for, for you formed my inward parts. You conceived me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame, watch this, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully fraught with the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Watch this. And in your book, they were all written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. By your head, Father, I thank you for the word tonight. And Father, I pray that you will speak an oracle to us, Lord, that was caused us to see things different, Lord, that you, we would cease not to be who we were, but Lord, that we will be transformed and revolutionized into, Father, what you would have us to be. Holy Ghost, I pray that you would disclose truth, that you would make known the riches of your glory. Before the mysteries of the age, Father, you, I pray that you will speak a word to us, Lord God, that will bring us to a place, a place of rich revelation, a place of where we've never been, a place in which we've never seen. Holy Ghost, I pray that you will put me on like a cloak and that you would have your way and your will, that you would anoint these lips of clay, that everything would be said would be what you would have to say. Father, I thank you. And now we receive it tonight in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated in his presence. Tonight, I want to speak to you concerning the relevancy of God's, of God's word. The relevancy of God's word. I begin to, to look at things and how Versus um, 20 years ago, 
and how everything is just advancing so speedily and how uh, technology is such at an exponential growth, it's, it's almost scary. It's almost scary. And, and I begin to, to look at how it's MP3s and there's DVDs and iPods and Zooms and, and laptops and PCs and cell phones and nobody talks anymore, they just text. And I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just amazed, like, Lord, this, this, this technology, this, this cosmos, this 21st century world that we live in. And I, then I begin to think of the old days, like the VHSs and the, the cassette tapes and the eight tracks. And now you say, well, you don't know nothing about that. Yeah, I know, I know plenty much about that. You, riding with grandpa and grandma and the big Cadillac and the, what is, what's the big car, the LTDs, the LSD. The, I mean, I remember, I, what is, I remember, I remember these, these things. I said, Lord, I said, but technology and how everything is just advanced so speedily. And yet I begin to see things on, on a TV and, and, and how we're flooded with vivid of sexual images and, and, and how, 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 every, how it's, just, it's just you have to fit in to get in and you have to conform to be norm and, and, and how everything is just, is just, we're just flooded with sex and violence and drugs. And, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm saying, Lord, Lord, what is it? What, what, what is it? What is it? What is your word saying to us today? The relevancy of God's word. God, what is your word saying concerning my finances? What is your word saying concerning my marriage? Come on now. What is your word saying concerning all these things that, that, we're being, that our children are being exposed to? Lord, what are we saying? We need a relevant word, and that word relevant means have to do, having to do with the matter at hand. Oh, my goodness, Father, I thank you. And it comes from the Italian word, which is relevare, which means to rise up. And I begin to think about what the scripture says, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. No longer are there standards. No longer are there restraints. So I begin to think about how God began to speak to men in, in, the, old, in the Old Testament. Your, your Jeremiah's and your Isaiah's and your Ezekiel's and your Daniel's. And how he began to speak to major and minor prophets. And I said, Lord, what is the word of today? One man said it this way. He said, Christianity is for weak-minded people. The Ten Commandments are no longer uh, up to date. They're out of date. Come on now. But I'm saying, Lord, what is your word for this day and age? What would you have to, us, have to say to us for this day? You are the God the same yesterday and forevermore. And besides you, there is no other. I said, Lord, what will you have to say to this day, in this day and age, where we're flooded by so many things that can detour us and that can cause us to get off course 
for the for the for the for the uh, course that you set. So many things. If you're not focused, so many things can get you off course and get you off track. Lord, what are you saying today? And He said, "We need a relevant word, a word that's going to bring my people to having to deal with the matter or the issue at hand." No longer shall we allow culture to interpret the Bible, but the Bible interpret culture. Come on now. We shape the world that we live in. The Bible says that we understand that by faith that the worlds were framed. That those things which are seen was not made from things which, which are seen. The very things which are seen were not made from things which are seen. We shape the world that we live in. But how do we remain relevant in order to minister to this world in such a relevant way, an effective way? The most potent people of possibility of the spreading of the gospel of the kingdom are those who got saved five months ago. Why? Because if I can get you in the church, I can dilute you of your passion. And no longer you're concerned about being the church, but now you're more concerned about how you look when you come to church. So why are we not effectively ministering to the world around us? Why is it that we've become non-relevant and ineffective to the world in which we've been called to. Mm. Relevancy. Watch this. I want to draw your attention to Scripture 16 of Psalms 139. It says, Your eyes saw my substance being yet un un unformed, and in your book they all were written. The days fashioned for me. When as yet they were none of them. What, what are you saying? Did you know that 9-11 was prophesied by a prophet named Kim Clement? Did you know that Hurricane Katrina was prophesied by a prophet named Kim Clement? Lord, how is it? That what you said then, how is it associated? How is it relevant? How does it relate to my life today? I'm glad you asked. That word relevant, meaning having to deal with the issue at hand. The word of God in my life today are the walls in my life. Not to isolate but to insulate. The man that isolates himself, we understand that he seeks his own desire and he rages against all wise judgment. But to insulate, insulate the word, keep, protect, nourish. That word. Listen, what, what the walls were to the children of Israel thousands of years ago, the word is to me today. They are the walls in my life that keeps me in boundary, that keeps me intact, 
that keeps me from not going astray. David said it this way. He said, Lord, seek thy servant, for I've gone astray like a lost sheep, but I do not forget your word. They are the walls in my life. The Bible says that the man that cannot rule his own spirit is like a broken down city without walls. This is why Paul said, I discipline my body and I bring it under subjection that I myself am not a castaway. Lord, I need the walls in my life. So therefore, when listen, the, the, the sonic flood of sex and violence and drugs and, and pornography and immorality begins to come in my life. The walls will come up and the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. Had they known the importance of the levies? Had they known the importance of those levies? What is a levy? I'm glad you asked. A levy, watch this, is a type of dam that runs along a river or a canal to reinforce it, to, to prevent, to, to bring about that which to prevent flooding. Mm -hmm. To prevent from, the word, watch this, the word levy comes from the French word which means levé. And guess what it means? To rise up. Where are the, the children of God, the saints that will rise up and walk in an, ungod an ungodly generation, a perverse generation, a gutless generation, and declare and bring forth the kingdom of God in the earth and say that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of my God. Ah, where is it at? Where is it at? So the walls in my life, the walls in my life are the strength. The walls were the strength of the city. The, the, the walls uh, protected those from, from opposing enemies. Today we have combative mechanism in, in the uh, atmosphere that, that keeps us. If we, if we see a rocket coming from, from somewhere, we can, we can shoot it down. Combative mecha mechanism is it, so many things it, it, it advancing technology. Technology is advancing at such a speed, a speeding rate. It's almost crazy. It's almost scary. There was a time when they thought technology was, was going to save us. But now they don't know if it's going to kill us. You don't know. You don't know. But watch this. Watch this. The times. How is God word relevant? in this modern day society. Today is the day of salvation. It gets no more relevant than that. It gets no more relevant than that. He's the same yesterday, today and evermore. He was, he is, and is to come. Watch this. God's past is your future. Your future is God's past. Prove it. Hebrews 1, 
if you go, if you would like to, you can go there. Hebrews one says that God, who in various times, come on now, and in various ways, watch this, He spoke things. Watch this in times. He spoke things in times past. Why can he do that? Because God does not live in time. Time lives in God. And, be, and because time lives in him, watch this right here. This is why Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. I don't have to worry about, watch this. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Why? I, I, don't, I don't have to worry about it. I know who holds my tomorrow. He has to hold it. Because the Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. What, what he makes, he touches. So I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know him who holds my tomorrow. So according to God, my future begins today. Let me say this. Before, watch this. Jesus died before you had a past. Let me preach to this side. I said, Jesus died before you had a pass. The, the Lamb of God slain before the foundation. Listen, Jesus knew you would have a problem before you had a problem. Jesus knew that, listen, that you would have an addiction before you had an addiction. Jesus knew that you would be in sin before you would be in sin. But watch this. He said, I'm going to give you a solution. He said, I'm going to give you a solution before you have the problem. So he spoke things in time past. Jesus didn't die to just to, to, dis, to disconnect you from your past. He died to connect you to your future. Do you believe it? That's right. That's right. That's right. So how do we remain relevant in this world? How does God begin to deal with the matter? The Bible says he's fashioned. He's fashioned our days. He's fashioned our days. Listen, the, the, the enemy begins to tempt Jesus in the wilderness. He says, for, watch this, he said, if you are the son of God, if, a lot of times we bypass that word if, but the Lord began to deal with me with that word if. In the English, in the English language, that word if is a big word. If you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Watch this. If you can locate the if in your life, you can locate where he isn't. Locate the if that he's not there. Because if is a contingent, which means doubt or uncertainty or impossibility. And God says, I'm in the, I am not in the dealing with your is. 
For Jesus said, for it is written, relevant, now faith, not could faith, not have faith, but now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Your faith is the down payment to that new house. Your faith is your deliverance out of that bondage. Your f- mm. So now faith is. Jesus, I begin to think about the scripture. I begin to think about how God began to demonstrate a relevant word in John chapter 11, verse 25, where he began to speak to Martha. And he said, Martha, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall I live. And he that liveth in me shall not die, but have life everlasting. And he looked at her and said, believest me thou this? And she said, well, I know I'm going to see Lazarus again. In the resurrection. And it hit me. She said, if you would have been here. When my brother Lazarus died, if she had would faith, she even had could faith. But because she didn't have now faith, now faith is the you need relevant faith to receive a relevant word. That's why he said the end of the matter is better than its beginning. Why? Because Jesus says, I've already seen you through it. I've already seen you through the mess. I've already seen you through the trials. I've already seen you through the heartache and the pain and the agony and the feeling of defeat. What you have to understand is that you can feel like a victor publicly, but you can be like a victim privately. And you can be like, Lord, deal bountifully with thy servant. David said, deal bountifully with thy servant. That word bountifully in the Hebrew is gamar, which means to ripen or to wing. In other words, Lord, deal with me. There's some places in me that had not died. There's some places in me that are not yet ripe. But Lord, I want you to deal with me. Deal with me. That I might be weaned from those things. Listen, there's some things God, listen, Father, I thank you for the anointing in this place. God said there's some things that have had a hold on you, that have had a grip on you. But God says it has to let go. Because listen, there's the word, the word, a relevant word. <laughs> Watch this. They, listen, the psalmist, Psalms 119, verse 17, he says, deal bountifully with me. We, listen, we are expecting God to deal with our issues, not us. How can God deal with your issues and not you? First, Lord, he said, deal with me. There's some things in me that I need. Listen, the psalmist said, thou art my, thou art, that, the psalmist began to say, said, thou art my lamp, O Lord, enlighten my darkness. We, really, we don't, we don't want to admit that there's some darkness in us. That there's some hate in us. That there's some strife in us. Uh, uh, listen, we're perfecting holiness in the fear of God. 
that means we're not there yet. So, so, so he said, deal bountifully with thy servant that I might live and keep. That word keep means to guard. Somebody say, watch the flood, watch the flood. Deal bountifully with thy servant. Deal with me, Lord. Listen, when you can't change the issue, God is changing you. When you can't change the issue, God is changing you. The woman with the issue of blood could not change it. But the Bible says that she heard of a man. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So when she heard of a man, something arose in her spirit and she said, if I can yet but touch, not him, but just the him. See, sometimes, ah, Sometimes it could be the usher that lay hands on you. If I can just touch the hem. In other words, I don't have to touch you. I just have to touch that which is connected to you. If I can just touch, listen, uh, Jesus not, is not like any one of us. Jesus is like all of us. So if I can just touch Mike. That's right. Pastor Mike. That's right. What's in his life? The healing that's in his life that flows through his life will touch me. See, if you can just touch the him. So the woman with the issue, a lot and a lot of time we don't talk about her issues that came with the issue. Could you imagine being uh, an outcast to the population of Israel? Could you imagine the embarrassment, the guilt, the insecurity? The feeling of ashamed, the feeling of disgruntled and perturbed, angry, upset. Because why is this happening to me? For 12 years, leaking. Could you imagine the pain that she endured? But she got a word from the Lord. Said, I don't think I got to, I heard of him. I don't think I got to do is touch him. Only thing I have to do is touch the hen. Her faith, her faith was so relevant. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Watch this. She got a revelation of Jesus Christ. She consult physicians. She went to men. Watch this. Read it in your Bible, Leviticus. Chapters 15, we go back and read it in your Bibles. No, you could not touch her. She was going to, she was consulting physicians that could not touch her issue. Why are we always confirming people who cannot touch our issue? Why are we always going to folk that, that when we go to them, they being, they more negative than they are positive. You going to them about this issue, they talking about their issues. About your, you're going to know about your issue. They're talking about their issues. 
You see what I'm saying? So watch this. She got a revelation of who Jesus was. Peter said, thou the Christ, the son of the living God. Watch this. God will never give you a revelation that's not accompanied by a manifestation. That's right. That's right. A revelation that's not accompanied by a manifestation is a missed opportunity. Is a missed opportunity. In fact, the Bible says, watch this, that where there is no prophetic revelation, the people cast off restraint. Her healing was already in her. She just had to get a revelation of it. Because God would, uh, what he revelates, he manifests. <laughs> Father, I thank you. What he revelates, he manifests. And a lot of times we're praying, God, I'm praying for opportunity. I'm praying that I have the opportunity for that job. But when the opportunity comes, we don't recognize it. We play for opportunity, not recognition. That's so true. If you're going to pray for opportunity, pray for recognition. You need to recognize when that opportunity is presented before you. Amen. So, so, so where there is no prophetic revelation, the people cast off restraint. In other words, they walk about aimlessly. They walk about recklessly, not knowing, not caring. Not knowing, not caring. And therefore, when you, when, the Bible says when there was no king in Israel, the people did what, what was right in their own sight. When there was no king in Israel. Watch this. When will the kings of this, watch this, I'm bringing it relevant. I'm bringing it to today's. I am ready to contend for those days that when the kings of the earth begin to consult the prophets. Come on now. When senators and mayors and governors say, is there any word from the Lord? September 11, 9-11 was prophesied. Katrina was prophesied. Jesus said it just like this. He said, oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem. That had killed the prophets and stoned the apostles. Oh, how I, how I sought to gather you as children like a hen gathers her chicks and, and, and under my wing. But yet you rejected me and we remained desolate. Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem. That's what he said. When will the kings of the earth consult the prophets? Your Ezekiel's, your Daniel's, your Isaiah's. This why is, that's why the word of God is so relevant for us today. How does it relate to my life today? What does it say is concerning my marriage? What does it say is concerning the death of that loved one? What does it say is? I'm not talking about just reading scripture and quoting scripture. Listen, how you believe is how you behave. I said, how you believe is how you behave. If you believe God's word, you will behave better than what you did. So why? Because when heaven downloads something in your spirit, 
Sometimes it's hard for your mind to comprehend it. Jesus says you're healed. But the doctor said this thing is genetic. It runs through the family. But you understand that by your stripes, you're here. So you're in conflict with what the doctor said and what the word said. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring what he said and I'm going to bring it in my presence. Listen, the distance between your past and your future is your present decision. The distance between your past and your future is your present decision. What report will you believe? What report will you believe? He said, be it unto me according to thy word. Jesus said, be it unto me according to thy word. Father, I thank you. He said, in the wilderness, Jesus began to say this. He said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed. That's just not talking about what he has spoke. That's talking about what he's speaking. Proceeding, the very proceeding word of God. The word that is relevant, the word, the word that is relevant, the word that, that is reality, the knowledge of the truth, the being the reality of God's word. What is God saying for my life today? And how does what he said then relates to me today? That's the problem. That's the problem. How do I, how do I connect what was said then to what it's saying now? And how do I bridge the gap? How do I bridge the gap? Listen, 80% of Christians don't read their Bibles. 80%. But watch this. 20% of them, you take the 20 and 80, so therefore 80% of them don't read. Then my thing is this, like, if 80% of Christians don't read their word, then what are they believing? So if what they're believing, how are they behaving? I used to say, Lord, the enemy is trying to come in and destroy the church and tear the church up, trying to kill the body of Christ. But one day I began, I was flipping through James and I read where the scripture says that beware lest you bite and devour one another and consume ourselves. Listen, there's more hate in the church than there is in the world. What are you saying? Oh, okay, okay. Okay, now, now, now I've stepped. Okay, hold on, put fast in your seatbelts. We're about to hit turbulence. Jesus said this. He said, Father, I pray that you keep them in the world. The Lord's Prayer is Luke, is, is, uh, excuse me, is John 9, not Luke 11. That's when he taught the disciples how to pray. But John, he said, I pray that you keep them in the world, but that you keep them from the world. Why? Because what I'm in, I need to be kept from. Because I don't need it to flood my life. So watch this. If we are truly salt in the earth 
and truly light of the world. Salt and salt, Bishop Miller says this, he says that salt affects everything it touches. But nothing that touches it affects it. If I'm truly salt in the earth, I should affect everywhere I go. My job, my family members, come on now. Not just in what I say, but in what I do. How I believe, how I behave among people. Father, I thank you for the word. The Bible says that the Lord God can do nothing. He can do nothing unless he's revealing to his servants, the prophets. God said, I can't do anything. My hands are tied. I can't do nothing. Unless it is revealed by the prophets. He said, for a line has roared and God has spoken who will not yet but prophesy. Prophesy. The prophetic word. The word, listen, the prophetic, the, 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 the taking that which is in my future, the word that is spoken for my future and bring it into my existence and live in that word. That's it. The, rele the relevancy of God's word. Ephesians 2 and 10 says that we are his workmanship, that we are the masterpiece of God, that we are created in his image unto good works, which he has ordained for us beforehand or before time. The Bible says that things that are written, that they have been written beforehand for our learning. For what? Patience and comfort through the scripture that we might have hope. Hope in what? Hope in what he said. I hope in what he says. My faith is in God hoping in what he has said. Hoping in the things that he's spoken over my life. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your word tonight, Lord God. I begin to, I was looking at uh, TV one day and and I was hearing a minister, he was ministering, he began to speak concerning uh, Psalms 23. And, and he said um, he was at a conference where they were reciting or quoting Psalms 23. And the, there was a young protege, protege I got, got up, and they didn't know if the guy was saved or, or not. But he got up and he began to say, he said, Lord, he said, Lord, you are my shepherd. He said, I shall not want. You make it me to lie down on green passes. You lead me beside the still waters. You restore my soul. He said, you lead me into the path of righteousness for your name's sake. And he began to go on. And he was very articulate. He spoke with such clarity and he spoke clearly and with bold and zealous. And there was an old, older gentleman that got up after him. And he began to recite Psalms 23. He said, Lord, said, you are my shepherd. I shall not walk. He said, you make it me to lie down in green pastures. He said, you lead me 
beside the still waters. And he began to go on. And the young man said that he was, that, that was menacing, said he was astounded because he said that the young protege that got up and spoke, that he really sounded articulate. He was very well spoken. But the old man, his voice was raspy and weary. And he said, what is, he said, and, and the old man won the whole competition. He said, what was the difference between the old man and the young man? He said, the young man knew the psalm. The old man knew the shepherd. Yeah. I said, Lord, I said, what, what is, what's, what's going on? The, the anointing that was on the old man. Listen, he just wasn't quoting. He lived. The Lord was his shepherd. And he said, I shall not want. He knew the shepherd. The young man knew the song. There's a difference. The Bible says those that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. My question is who do you know? I told the young people one time, <laughs> a long time ago, I said, it's so vital and important that imperative that we truly know God. The Bible says that God revealed himself to Samuel through God's word. That he revealed him, he showed himself a lie. To Samuel, and, and the Bible says he did it through his word. But watch this right here. I told the young people, I said, what if you're asleep one day and the spirit of fear comes into your room and begins to torment you and jumps on you and begins to put his hands over your mouth? And you say, Jesus, Jesus. And he looks you dead in the eyes and say, you don't know him. Jesus come to the coast of Caesarea Philippi. He said, who do men say that I am? Well, some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're Elisha. Some say, you know, one of the prophets. He said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He made relevant of what he was and who he was. At that time, heaven downloaded Something into Peter's spirit. Watch this. A piece of heaven on that day got into the earth. Because mm -hmm. you are either, watch this, a window of heaven or a gate for hell. Hell is not on this earth. We bring it in. We are either, watch this, I'm going to say it again, a window for heaven to come through or a gate to hell to work through. We're one of the two. Do you believe it? Watch this. So, so Jesus walking one day and Peter beside him, he's walking. He said, the time is coming when I will be betrayed over the hands of sinners. And Peter said, uh-uh. He said, I'm not going to let that happen. I will not let. And Jesus said, Peter, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. But this is the same Peter 
that just had a revelation of who Jesus was. But yet, now watch this, he just let heaven in the earth, but now he's letting hell in the earth. Because watch this, he says this. He said, you are not mindful of the things of God, but you are mindful of the things of men. So he said, you're letting, now you were letting heaven in the earth, now you're letting hell in the earth. Watch this. So, 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 so Jesus begins to tell Peter, listen, listen, it must happen. And right here, right now, Satan is behind me. But watch this. If he would have tried to hold up what God was trying to do, he would have stood in front of God's will and said, God, I'm not going to let you do it. But God was working out his plan of salvation. The relevancy of God's word. Hebrews 1. We got to go back and show you something. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers, watch this, by the prophets. Next verse, Pastor Dean. Has in these last days spoken to us by his son. Has in these last days spoken to us by his son has in these last days spoken to us by his son has in these last days spoken to us by his son if you see Alvin speaking you've missed it whom he has appointed watch this heir of all things through whom also he made the worlds, or watch this, really that word worlds is not what we think. It means ages or times. He's speaking of time, times pass. The Bible says, for had they known that he was the Christ, they would not have what? Crucified him. Had they known, but God said, watch this, I would destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. I will use the, the, watch this, the foolish things to confound the wise. And I will use the strong things to shame the mighty. Why is, why, why is he saying these things? Because watch it, even though we have advanced in technology, even though we have advanced in medicine, we still need a healer. We still need a word from the Lord. All this stuff, cosmos, the order of things, and how things happen, and when they happen. But watch this, man still, watch this, till this day, still truly doesn't have what you need in your spirit. That's why people think you are crazy when you're looking at a situation one way and they're looking at it another. People think you are crazy. Why? Because watch this. He that is spiritual judges all things, but yet he himself is not rightly judged. So I, listen, because you're not looking at it through, watch this, through the physical eye, but the spiritual eye, you see God working it out. So why? Because we know all things work together for the good of them 
that love the Lord and are called according to his divine purpose. Watch this. So therefore, I don't let what I see determine how I feel. Mm-hmm. Watch this. So, so, so you're looking at this thing through the spiritual eye. And listen, though they ha- that you're hearing all this, they've say- they're saying this, they're saying that. But watch this. What's in you is greater than what you're hearing. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And he spoke these things in time past. This was just a part of time past in my time. Listen, God's past is your future. So he looked into your future and he spoke into, watch this. He looked into your future and he spoke into it. And he said, listen, there's going to come a time when you're going to hit this pot in the road. But what you got to realize is that I made a way where there was no way. And do not remember the former things, nor consider the whole. Behold, I do a new thing. Shall ye not recognize it? So I'm trying to do something new, but you won't move. I'm trying to do something relevant, but you won't move. Ah. So I don't care how much man say, how, what, what man has said, you still need God's word to be relevant in your life. Now faith is the substance. To receive a now word, you need now faith. Come on now. So the things in which I see should not detour me from what I know. For the spirit knows the mind of God. And he searches the deep things of God. So watch this. He downloads a word in my spirit that's bigger than my situation. But my mind is telling me this thing. Listen, we only make $8 an hour in rocking hands. We only make $15 an hour in rocking hands. But God says it's time to get out of that. And it's time to own your own business. My mama died from this. My grandpa died from that. I can't go to school. Nobody in my family graduated. But God has downloaded something in your spirit and said, I desire above all things that you prosper, that you be in hell, even as your soul prosper. Ah. So, so, so the psalmist says this. He says, watch this. When I look at your word, when I read your word, he said, watch this. Open my eyes that I might see wonderful things, not in your law, but from your law. Because when I'm going down the road one day, have you ever just been going down the road? And all of a sudden, the spirit of God drops something in you and you say, my goodness, I know what to do. That's a relevant word for a relevant situation. And God is always trying to deal with the matter at hand. But a lot of times, we don't want his hand on the situation. But we don't realize it. We don't realize that we're pushing God aside. That we're saying, God, I'm sorry, I don't need you right now. I can do this thing by myself. But that's antichrist. I can do this thing by myself. God, right now, I don't need you in this, in, in this part of my life. But, but, but God said, just a month ago, you were weeping. Just a month ago, you called on to me and said, Lord, show me greater mighty things that in which I know it not. And he said, when I spring it up in your life, through a problem, through an accident, to move you from one place to another, you don't even recognize it. Mm, mm, mm. 
Father, I thank you. I thank you. So it's the floods of life, the potholes of life, the turmoils of life. We just read in Psalms 139, he said, light and darkness are the same to you. This is why David said, yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, I will fear no evil, for thou with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, I will fear no evil. In other words, he said, what I'm walking through, I will not fear. Because I realize, listen, when I'm in a dark place, you're still the light. When I'm in the dark place, you still shine. So yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Because listen, in order for a shadow to be made, there has to be light. Because a light, listen, shadow is an offering that is cast off by light. So though I'm walking through this hell, God, I know there's some heaven in it. Though I'm going through this mess, there got to be a blessing in it. Though I'm going through this trial and tribulation, there has to be a place in me for it, that you're growing me up, that you're maturing me, that you're developing me, that you're showing me things that I've never seen. You're teaching me things that I've never known. Oh, good God Almighty. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. So my, listen, he says my word is just as relevant as it was then when I spoke it. It's, it's just as relevant then as it is now. It's just as relevant to your life today. But watch this. Oh, great. Oh, wonderful is your knowledge. I can't even attain it. Downloading something in your spirit that your mind cannot attain. Listen, watch this. Watch this. You don't even have to know how to do it. He said, I'll just give you an anointing. And a, a person with an anointing, what's it? A person with an, that's been anointed to do something in their mess, they will do more than a person that went to school, that is intellect, that think they know what they're talking about. They'll do more because I'm anointed. You have, an, you have a holy anointing from the one of Israel. Watch this. And he said, you know all things. You don't know it. Your anointing does. So, so he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. He's, anointed, he's empowered me. When times I'm struggling, when I want to give up, when I want to quit, when I want to throw in the towel, when I, when I want to give it all up. He says, I've anointed, I've anointed you for this day. I've anointed you in this hour. The Bible says that day when he stood up in the synagogue, that all eyes was fixed on him. There's coming a day when all eyes is going to be fixed on you. And they say, how is he taking it? How is he going through it? How can he overcome it? How is she going to make it? How is she feeding them babies and she's a single mother? By herself. Come on now. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. His word is relevant. His word is relevant. His word is relevant for my life today. I'm creating the world I live in. I'm framing it. I'm stamping it. I'm sealing it. By faith, do you not understand that the, wor that the world we live in was framed by the word of God? Apostle says it's framed by the word of God. In other words, if it's framed by God's word, it's sealed in. Nothing in, nothing out. I'm enlarging. I'm taking territory. Enlarge my territory. Bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Come on now.
No longer am I thinking church, I'm thinking kingdom. Because if I think church, watch this. If we think church, the people down the road, they're our enemies. But if I think kingdom, the people down the road, they're my partners. If I think, if I think, listen, if I think church, my attitude depends if I'm up or down. But if I think kingdom, I realize that I'm just in a growth mode and the kingdom, listen, and the gates of hell should not prevail, That's but right. the kingdom of God should overcome. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The kingdom of God, man. His word is relevant. His word is relevant to my life today. I have to believe it. And I have to behave. Listen, that day when Jesus, listen, that day when Jesus went to that cross, watch this. The Bible says he, watch the hand, the Bible says that he endured such hostility and contradiction from sinners against himself. That, watch this, but he despised the shame and he saw the joy that was set before him. In other words, he, he bypassed, he didn't see all the junk that you were going to have to deal with. He didn't see all the mess that you would have to watch it, but he saw the joy. He said, these things in which I speak unto is that your joy might be full and that it might be, remain in me. My wife said the other day, it seemed like you lost your joy. A couple of weeks ago, it seems like you lost your joy. But yet, listen, I remember that he said, I saw the joy that was set before me. The joy that was set before him was the joy for me to obtain. was the joy for me to obtain. God will take him, he will take you through a, a period of bad times just to prove that your, 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 listen, that your purpose is in the right place. You may be at that job right now and you're clocking the clock and you're doing that eight hours and you're getting that overtime and those things are good. But God said, listen, this is just temporary measures for a temporary situation. And he, and he wants me to tell you tonight, listen, he said, don't, don't build a house, pitch a tent because you're moving on soon. He said, don't build a house. He said, just pitch a tent because you're moving on soon. Sometimes we make permanent decisions in temporary situations. He said, but don't build a house, pitch a tent. You're moving on. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for your word. I was thinking about how relevant God's word is and how relevant the things that my, my mother and my father have spoken in my life and the Lord began to remind me of the scripture that says that, says, remember the, the commandments of your father and don't forsake the laws of your mother. He said, but bind them continually on your heart and tie them around your neck. He says, for when you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you, and when you awake, they will speak to you. And when you walk, they will guide you. And I began to think, I said, Lord, I said, there's many times there was sermons and messages that, I, that I've heard preach. And many times I've sat down, I've read your word, and I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge that the eyes of my understanding will be enlightened. I said, but there's so many times that I, just in the course of my life that I find, I find your word so real. There's things when I was younger that I wanted to do. And I was, going, I was about to get in trouble with things I knew I wanted to do. But I would remember what my father said. I remember what my, what my mother said. And this, listen, and watch this. What we have to understand is that, watch this, people of God, sin is not just what you do, but it's what you don't do. Uh -huh. Jane, 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 
James said it this way. He said, he said, he said, uh, for him that knoweth to do good and doeth not. To him it is sin. Watch this. So the things you're not doing, the things you're not doing also is sin. Why? Because you, be, you can become a stumbling block for someone. And, and, and who's to say that you're not someone's blessing? God hasn't just blessed you to be blessed. He blessed you to be a blessing. I'm blessed. I'm holding on. I'm holding on to the end. Well, I don't want to hold on to the end. I want to hold on all the way up there at the top. I'm holding on. So, this in the course, in the course of your life, and things you're going through, and things that you're facing, just remember God's word. Remember his word. Trust me, his word is so relevant for our lives today. For our lives today. Well, the Ten Commandments, how can we live by the Ten Commandments? One man said, how can we live by the Ten Commandments? We can't live by the Ten? I said, but watch this. I said, Perfect, my imperfection reminds me how perfect he is. And, and watch this. And I understand that the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. That's right. And, and listen, and he wouldn't have established something if he knew I couldn't live by it. That's right. That's right. If he knew I couldn't live by it. He knew, watch this, the Bible says this right here. The Bible tells us that not a jot nor a tittle of his word shall pass away. Heaven and earth itself, heaven, heaven and earth will pass away. He said, but not my word. It will be fulfilled. Amen. Heaven, the place we're going to be, streets of heaven will pass away. But not a jot nor a tittle of my word. That messed that mess with me. But that's when I realized that, Lord, that's the importance of your word. Your words being relevant, having to do with the matter at hand, not me just not me just wanting to read when I want to read. Not me just wanting to study when I want to study. Not me just wanting to hear preacher when I hear, want to hear preacher. Not me wanting to hear sermon when I hear sermon. But, but, but Lord, your word today, this is the day that you've made. That, that I may rejoice and be glad in. See, gladness doesn't come from you. It comes from the Lord. So, so, so during the course of your life, the things in which you do and you don't do. He did, listen, when he died, listen, what he done enabled you to do. The things he done to be a son, as many as received him. To, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. I'm not just in this earth living, I'm in this earth becoming whom he's called me to be. And my goal is not just to make it from earth to heaven, but to fil infiltrate a, a, the earth with a little heaven. If he wanted me to be in heaven whenever he saved me, he would have killed me the day he saved me. And said, come on in the glory. But it didn't happen that way. He said, because you have a work to do in the earth. You have a work to do in the earth. And if your agenda, your goal is just to reach heaven, I would say, what? The Bible says faith without works are dead. So what did you do to prove me in the earth? What did you do to, to, to infiltrate he um, earth with, with heaven. What did you do? Come on. 
Man, I thank you for the word tonight, Lord. Let's stand to our feet. <clears throat> stand to our feet. If you get a chance, um, if you get a chance, um, the, the, what I spoke about as far as Katrina with 9-11, the 9-11 uh, is coming up, the five-year uh, anniversary for 9-11. Um, for when you get a chance, go on um, prophetictv.com. And it's number 13 um, of it's number 13 interview with Kim Clement. And, and you you will just see it, it. I was listening to Kim Clement and it's, it's just blowing me away. I said, God, I said, your words, this is relevant today. We need your word. Man, we don't get that word. We're going seriously. We, we will die literally because he said, man, can li live my bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from his mouth. So, so if you get a chance, go in there, prophetic, it's called Prophetic TV. Uh, it's the Elijah List uh, by Steve Schultz. He does it. Uh, and and it's, it's Prophetic TV uh, dot uh, number 13 of uh, Kim Clement. Or you can Google it. Uh, Kim Clement prophesied uh, according to um, Hurricane Katrina. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for the word tonight. And Lord, I pray that something was said or done that would minister um, to someone in this house. That, Lord, that the word in their life will be the walls, Father, have strength in their life, Lord God. That, Lord, that you will raise up, Father, a generation um, that will declare and bring forth the kingdom in the earth, Lord. Father, I pray that you would bless us tonight, that you would keep us, and that you would make your face shine upon us. Lord, that you would be gracious to us, Lord God. And Lord, that you would lift up your countenance and give us peace. That you would bless us a thousand times more numerous, Father, than we are. Father, I thank you. I love you and I bless you and I give you praise. Right now, if there's anyone in the building that do not know Jesus as their Savior, that do not know him as your Redeemer, right now I just want to give you an opportunity. And he can become relevant in your life today. If you feel like you just need to get closer, Lord, I just, I, just, I just need more of your word. I need more of your spirit. I need more, more of you in my life that I might be conforming to you. I'm sick of, I'm sick of the, the, flood, the, the floodgates of hell, the temptation. I'm sick of the, the doubt. I'm sick of the pain. I'm sick of the, the memories. And if that's you in this building, I just, I just want you to come. We got elders that's in place, Nate, that won't pray for you. Um, so I just want you to come right now, if that's you. I just want you to come now. The relevant word for you today is, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. That's as relevant as it gets. Today is the day of salvation. And that's just not, that's, that's, that's not sinners, just sinners, that's also saints. Salvation this is to rescue you. You might be going under. See, that's what I'm saying. You can be, you can be a victor publicly, but you can be a, vic a victim privately in your own home, a stranger in your own home, a nuisance in your own home. You can sabotage and renegade your own destiny. Father, I thank you.
Westgate Church International would like to thank you for listening to this message. If you would like more information, please contact us at 910-582-1740, extension 31. Or you may visit our website at www.kingsgatechurch.com. By faith, receive.